Now, who doesn't love magic? I love magic. But what about uh, a different kind of magic? Uh, what about naughty magic? My next guest uh, is uh, what he calls himself a naughty magician. What does it mean? What does he do? Uh, let's find out. Joining me in studio is the saint, uh, otherwise known as Graham Bunce. Graham, welcome. It's lovely to have you in the studio live. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Live, live live, and alive. I would just like to say before we get into the reason that you're here, and it's something that I've remarked on prior to coming on air, you are the third gentleman that I've seen today wearing a blue velvet jacket. What are the chances? I can't believe that. Yeah, I've had this for years. Is there jacket. a trend happening? I don't know. Well, I think I said it many years ago. Localised <laughs> yeah. to Cape Town. I don't know. I've had this jacket uh, even when... It's been, uh, it's happened maybe twice uh, since I've owned this jacket for many years. Um, my luggage has been lost. And the first thing on my <laughs> mind is, shit, my jacket's in my luggage. Sure. And so, um, yeah, uh, I absolutely love this jacket. It's old. It's, uh, I got it before, um, what was what, the word for, for old clothes for vintage. Retro, vintage. Thank you very much. Before vintage clothes were the trend. And I saw it in a shop and it was only 25 quid. And I thought, wow, bargain. I should have got the brown one. Uh, uh, there's brown and blue. Anyway, so I love this jacket. Yeah. I think, uh, is there a revival happening? Three people in a day, three gentlemen in a day I've seen. And I commented on all of them because I, I was quite agog at seeing. Good word. Thank you. <laughs> I was, I was, I was at seeing, uh, it's not something I've seen for a while. Really? I suppose it's not that common, is it? Um, there was a, a trend some time back where velvet jackets were quite in vogue and then they went out again. Now, when you say some time back, because, because I were, I, when I was at school, uh, I guess when I was, I'm going to say 14, 15, there was a period where girls particularly would go to charity shops this is in the uk and that was really the only acceptable time yeah. to go to a charity shop because we were all filthy snobs <laughs> to get a jacket like that which you yeah. would wear with a kind of with a pair of dms yeah absolutely. and kind of a long flowy yeah i think that was probably the time i got this jacket right. uh and i saw it in there and um i thought my god i've got to have it and some uh, i was telling you earlier on yeah. and my mum said to me why do you want a velvet jacket? That is way too camp. I mean, you're out there as it is already. I was like, what's wrong with it? You know, I'm a creative, I'm an artist, and I can carry it off. And yeah. some of my mates, you know, they're ready. They're like, Come on, are you not going to be seen in public like that? So I wore, you know, the beautiful Thomas Pink shirt. That yeah. I have a collection of cufflinks. I'm old school. And I put it on with jeans. Do you know that when I went out that night, from not strangers as well as my mates, well, kept on asking me, where did you get that jacket? We yeah. want one. Because if you feel that you can carry something off, you will carry it off. I agree. And you can make it retro and it can suit your personality. Now, that sounds like a load of nonsense, but it's true. I mean, if you, you know, do you know what I mean? You can carry it yeah. off. No. You can make it that wicked, man. You know what I'm saying, man? I've, I'm enjoying it. Thank you very much. I'm, enjoy I'm really enjoying it. The jacket, as delightful as it is, is not the reason that you're here. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I mean, that would be spectacular. Uh, but, it, but it's not the reason you're here. The other thing that I've noticed in just you being here in the last 10 minutes yeah. is that suddenly my British accent has gone from to full on sorry yeah. i'm back it oh, sorry sorry what was that sorry sorry, sorry, exactly. sorry that's sorry. my joke <laughs> yeah. that's 
my joke. Uh, so for the Cobham? next, for the Cobham, <laughs> sorry, not Cobham, sorry. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> love Hove. Actually, uh-huh. no. Um, for the next, for the next thirty minutes, um, my dear late night listener, I'm afraid that that uh, SJK is going to be off the scale with the British accent. I can't, because you are. I mean, I'm. People say that I'm posh, but you are very posh. <laughs> Well, I'm not, uh, unfortunately, I'm not a lord, so it wouldn't be very good, very good. Oh, it's so good. You, asked, you are quite posh, though. Oh, am I? Okay. I think so, yeah. What part of the Chile Isle are you from? Uh, we did say this. Uh, Putney. Putney. Mm, posh. Mm. <laughs> posh. Okay, now the reason that you are here is not because you're wearing a jacket and it's not because uh, you're from Putney. It's because you have a career that I didn't even know existed. You are a magician. I am, yeah. But with a twist, what is the twist, please? Oh, I see what you've done there with the twist. Um, I am a naughty magician. What is that? A naughty magician is someone, well, it, the way to define it is I've taken magic sleight of hand and I have put it into a show that revolves around sex good. and naughty things. <laughs> and uh, good, oh, absolutely. Yes. And so um, essentially, it's a 45 minute show that I offer. Well, I mean, I do lots of different things, but but it's all revolves around sex and the Kama Sutra. And it's very funny. Uh, the magic is slick, but it has a comedy element to it. And it's not the cheesy kind of comedy. And um, everything revolves around sex. Why? <laughs> why well shall i tell you how i start how i came about maybe you, that'd be a better way of getting around this i'd like to yeah um okay so i have uh obviously friends here and some local mates we were hanging out magician mates and they said to me we were all looking at different forms of marketing you know maybe the big kids shows which I, I i don't enjoy doing and corporate gigs which i enjoy doing and they said you know, we need to corner a market. And a lot of magicians always step on each other's toes from time to time. And this, and then my mate said to me, but what no one seems to do is hen nights and you would be perfect. And I said, I would love to do that, but why, why do you think I'm per- perfect for something like that? And they said, well, simply because everything that comes out of your mouth has a double entendre is, has a pun. Everything revolves around sex. And I guess that probably get it from my grandmother that's wrong my nana she's from the north uh and so there's always i always see an innuendo in everything uh and um not in everything but in most things uh and so i guess it suited me so me just speaking to people was already promoting my show and i enjoy making people laugh i think comedy is a great thing um and it's on the line not over the line so it doesn't become crass but i do try and push the envelope Oh, the boundaries as much as possible. And I have fun doing these shows. They're my bread and butter, but I enjoy entertaining people. Um, and, um, yeah, I absolutely love it. Uh, I work off the cuff. And I mean, obviously there's a structured uh, element to the show, but it, I, I judge my audience accordingly. I mean, some shows have to be pulled back. Others can be pushed way out. How long have you been in South Africa? Um, well, remember, as I said, I was originally from here, but I would say I've been back seven, six years. Okay, so you've been back. Because to me, this type of thing in, in, for a UK audience, I can imagine. I mean, you could be there earning pounds and pounds because people love this stuff. Yeah. In the UK. I mean, really. They do. How are you received by South African audiences? They do love it. Um, there have only been two to three bad shows and I've done hundreds, thousands of these shows. What does a bad show mean? Okay. Um, 
I had one instance where um, it was a very busy night. I, I think it was my fifth show of the night, which is only, I normally get about maybe two, three, sometimes four, usually two, three in a night on a weekend. So a Friday, a Saturday. And this this particular Saturday, I actually booked five, which is a lot. Uh, you know, you start maybe your first show at six, mm. 45 minutes. You got to pack, pack up, blah, 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 drive somewhere. And these people, this lovely lady called me up and she said, would I do her show? I said, look, I'm fully booked. I'm chockers. And she said, could you come? Could you? That sounds wrong. Uh, of course I could come. Um, could you uh, come to uh, start the show uh, at around about 11 o'clock at night? I said, well, where's your show? She said, Grass, um, uh, Mitchell's Plain. I said, well, I don't know. She said, that's the safe part. I said, well, I have to drive in tandem. So we agreed. Uh, uh, Are you joking? No, I'm dead serious. So um, I drove in tandem with them. So her and her friends, they picked me up in a, one of the local suburbs, uh, Plumstead. And so she drives me and I was bricking it, you know, um, I was like, because you were going to Mitchell's place. I know. And she said it was the safe area. So we get into the area. Now, I oh was God, convinced. Us, fear is I, real. I, I, so, <laughs> yeah, go on. Okay, so I, no, I was thinking, God, because I mean, I, you know, it's the it's like, oh, my God. So well, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> okay, at well, all. I was petrified. It's, it's, anyway, it's late at night. Anyway, so we arrived at this house. There were no street lights. Uh, people drove their cars um, in the sort of the semicircle to give light. And I could hear the woman chanting and get to the back. And the woman going berserk. There must have been about 80 to maybe about 90 women, close to 100. And a uh, very beautiful uh, bachelorette. Um, uh, the, ba- the, ba- um, yeah, the, the lady to be, um, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The hen. Yeah, the hen. There we go. The, the, the hen. And she was really very, very beautiful, very, looking very, very sexy. And I warmed the audience up and I go for the full show. And this was run about the time that a uh, university of Cape Town had, um, the roads must fall campaign. Okay. And, um, I did the full show, and just before I began, the uh, the mother-in-law to be said, "Would you like music?" I said, "No, no, it kind of gets in the way. This is a comedy show, you know." Um, so I did my whole thing. They were absolutely loving it. They were they were whipping. They were uh, they were absolutely wild, and they were laughing nonstop. And I was on form, you know, on fire. Ended the show on a nice big high note. Thank you very much. And they were clapping and screaming. And then they said, "Should we put the music on now?" So I said, uh, "What do you mean?" So I said, no, I need to get remainder of pay and I'm bouncing. And then they, I said, you've got to take me back to, uh, to the southern suburbs. And they said, oh, no, you've still got a strip. I said, I'm not a stripper. And then the woman started getting aggressive. And, you know, I'm like, I'm all mouthy, mouthy fun. And I actually got quite scary. And then they started chanting, rods must fall. Rods must fall. No, they and didn't. I this swear, I've got true. it on my mobile phone. I rods must fall, and I was like, "What?" I thought, "God, if they're going to call some of the, if their boyfriends are uh, husbands or gangsters, I am dead." Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! So Stop it! Not was, everyone that lives in Mitchell's Plains. I know, is a gangster, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm building it up. And so, but I was heavens, like, "Of course, okay, of course." Yeah. So um, they were chanting, and they were getting very aggressive with me, and I thought, "Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do?" So. I pleaded with them basically and I said, listen, can you um, let me just get my pay and bounce? And eventually they said, no, you have to you have to take your clothes off. So I was like, look, I can't do this. So eventually they gave me my pay and then they just dropped me on Grassy Park and I just drove home in this rate of knots. So it was quite scary. And I, I went back home and I was like shaking. I thought, oh my word. So yeah, that was one of the scary shows I, I've done. But generally, I'm well received. That is the whitest anecdote I've heard I think ever. Really? Mm. Okay. Mm. I mean, funny. But I mean... uh, But also 
funny for a number of different reasons. Sure, okay. Um, I'm just being honest. Uh, no, I... listen, I, I, it's funny. I want to know, uh, and I'm holding your very, um, this is quite the, what one wouldn't call this a business card, would they? Would one? It depends what you hold. Oh, that is a flyer. <laughs> depends what you're holding. Yeah, exactly. We can two can play at this game. So oh, yeah, oh, really? oh, yeah. Well, it takes two to tango, doesn't it? <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, so this little flyer. Uh, and blah, blah, blah. The saint, you call it now. Let's talk about that for a moniker. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? The okay, saint. Okay, so we were, we were, you know, when people basically spitballing, uh, you are throwing ideas mm. out. And um, we're just throwing these ideas out. And uh, I've got a, a mate who has a who has a, a name. And we're thinking, you know, one's name, you can have a great name, but it means nothing. You want something that's catchy. So I thought, what would a great stage name be? And I've always been influenced. I've, you know, I grew up with Roger Moore. I love Roger Moore's Bond. You know, he's. Cool. I can see that. Uh, yeah, you're both very foppish. And uh, he, well, he's not alive anymore. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. Bless his soul. Um, <laughs> and, um, my name is Chummy. Not now, maybe later. That's my bad. Uh, yeah. So, um, and uh, he was just so cool in his own way. In the seventies, it was camp. He was cool, and he originally was the saint. Yes. And but I think maybe that was a subconscious choice. The the conscious choice to call myself the saint was because. Well, am I good? I'm naughty, you know. So okay. that was that, and that was where I went with I like it. it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Let's talk about. I want you to do some magic. Is that will that happen? Will oh. you be able to do some? What kind of magic? Give would you me like? a bit of your. <laughs> give me a bit of your show. What would if I were to if I were to be getting married? Mm-hmm. Which I'm not. Okay, I was about to if ask. I were, you. <laughs> no, it's a sort. It's a sore topic, actually. So, t- so we'll move on. Okay. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm Clearly, I've had two yeah. sore points no, no, this no, evening. No, 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 not at all. So, so if I were to, if to get married and I was to say to my friends, okay, so I want, I want uh, Graham, I want the saint to come along, hmm. uh, and you were to pitch up at what my home or a venue, a pre-arranged venue. Yeah, I, I can. I, do I live stages. in camp space, so you'd be fine. Oh, very nice. You wouldn't need any kind of random. <laughs> no, I'm never going to live this down ever. Ever, <laughs> yeah. So you'd you'd be fine. Can I um, say it's a lovely address? <laughs> Can I move in with you? No, <laughs> I've got a very protective dog. Oh, I was working. Yeah, I like true story. Dogs. And yeah. a gangster boyfriend. Oh, really? Now, okay. what would you what would you deliver for me, magic wise? Magic, oh, of course, it's all magic, isn't it? Yes. Um. So, uh, what would I? What, in other words, what would you expect to see and hear precisely and, and experience precisely in four D? Um, it is a 45 minute comedy show. It's on the line, not over the line. And I start the show by making a cosmopolitan via the use of magic. It's a big, a big oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a big wow factor. Yeah. And, um, naughty things appear and disappear. What things? What things? Oh, n- naughty surprises. There's, you know, there's, uh, balloons are, are become very funny. It, it sounds rather trite and childish on air, but to actually see it in person. Phallic is... balloons. Yes. Sure. You would, you would, you would see, uh, phallic balloons. Yes. And, uh, it becomes part of the, there's a lot of uh, physical humor as well as verbal humor. And I bespoke my show to the person getting married. So for instance, there was a lady recently. Uh, her sister organised a bachelorette. She was getting married. And uh, I said, well, could you tell me, could you get your friends to write in? So they sent me different stories uh, about her naughty past, whether how she lost her virginity, okay, uh, things about uh, how she, where it happened, uh, places maybe where she was caught with her pants down, you know, at clubs or whatever it might be. So one of these stories is this lady lost her virginity on a football pitch. 
and it happened to be to a sailor. Oh. And of course, they, they're not, they, they, when I arrive, I let, I let the woman think I'm a stripper. All the friends are in on it, usually. Okay. Except for the bride to be. And a lot, you know, let's face it, I mean, uh, most people don't enjoy strippers. Uh, you are so right. Yeah. You are so right. I, I, I had, I had a, um, for my 30th, friends through a, um, a stripper for me and I was not expecting it and I have to say it was I've, ne- I've never been to a titty bar I promise you as much as, no I haven't a titty bar okay, is it, okay. oh the, the the language is magnificent no I love it a titty bar okay <laughs> I'm blushing at the studio no, this already is the third time I've never blushed okay yeah uh, so you've never been to a already I've made the third faux pas of the no, night no it's not a faux pas it's spectacular <laughs> the first one was a faux pas uh, that's what we have an editing suite um, and um, so I've never been and uh where was I yeah, so um so I've never been. So this was very interesting. Uh where was I going with my point? Your fr- your friends Yes, they they, they threw me a um a stripper and uh, she never should have been a stripper and um What I, do you mean? Oh she was way too aggressive to be a stripper. Very aggressive. Uh probably miserable. She was, definitely. Why wouldn't you be? Uh and uh yeah, she arrived and she tried to get me to do all sorts of uh, of things that were so embarrassing. I mean, I guess that was the intention. And I thought, my word. You know, and for the first time, I have to say, it made me think from the other side of the coin. Mm. And, you know, w- w- with regards to stripping. Mm. And I thought, mm, and, and, I, and, you know, men are, are, um, are often more gregarious when it comes to sex, the more publicly at least. Uh, when it comes to stripping and uh, oh, I want to see this and I'm going to the titty bar and you know whatever so um, I thought mm, this is not so pleasurable at all it was so embarrassing and absolutely awful and so when I created the show I thought why not do something that is naughty titillating as it were but excuse the bad pun but it is not crass nor common but is exciting and something that's different and it's mm. out the box as it were um <laughs> Uh, and so this this lady who was getting married lost her virginity on a football pitch. So I went to town with this, you know, because I, I start the show. I, I, you know, and ladies, I'm going to strip. And so in the beginning, these women are bricking up, thinking, "Oh my God, he's a stripper." And some girl said to me, "If you're a stripper, I'm go- I will bite right. Th- I will I will uh, bite right through it." You know, she got <laughs> And I said, "Donna, you've got a big bite to go. It's going to take you about 35 minutes." I said, "But don't worry, you'll you'll see it in a few minutes." And I said, "In fact, you should probably stand at the other end of the room because from Table Mountain you'll be able to see it." So our friends are laughing because they know it's I'm not a stripper, and this girl's freaking out but then you know through the charm and the enjoyment of the show she realizes and slowly you know the beginning mm. um and i keep on saying that by the end of the show I'll strip but she realizes halfway through that i'm actually not a stripper and then, so this slick magic it's funny and again back to this lady who was getting married so she lost her virginity on the football pitch so i said so um you know i, I go with all sorts of things you know uh and i just run with it you know there's studded condoms traction in the mud really uh good. you know yeah uh what's the height of of selfishness wearing a studded condom them inside out you know uh you could just go with all sorts of things and you, you roll with the punches you know sometimes it's funny sometimes it's not and when people are laughing you three you know you three ways you three you your your jokes are you know onto the next thing onto the, you can't think as soon as you think you die and you have to be on top of it otherwise the woman will eat you alive you've got to be in control the entire way through the show but you cannot be rude You've got to, uh, you've got to be entertaining. You've, uh, the show needs to entertain everyone. It needs to incorporate. So the show needs to 
entertain everyone, whether they are 80 years old or、mm. they're 20. That's got to be quite a task, because some 80 year olds are filth. <laughs> they are indeed. <laughs> They are though, aren't they? Yeah, you and, and you you, th- you think it's Parkinson's, and it's that、uh, it's that remote controlled vibrator. <laughs> easily, easily mixed up.、Yeah. Uh, if you are just joining us in the studio, Graham Bunce is my guest,、uh, and、uh, he's otherwise known as the Saint.、Uh, magic with a twist, and that twist is something a little bit naughty. So,、uh, if you happen to be、uh, in the game for a a hen a hen do a corporate yeah, do, absolutely, that's a, that's your sort of bag. It is, yes. I mean,、yeah. I do do the straight corporate magic, which is which is always. Oh,、great. do you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, I'm a close up and stand up magician, but my bread and butter and my fun. Fun, fun shows are the naughty lady shows、uh, because I feel that I can go to town with those. You know, I don't have to censor anything. Do you only do ladies? Like, would you do like a? Like, do you, like gay guys would? Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 um, I've done. Um, oh, thank you.、Um, I've done.、Um, Shows for for lesbian for lesbian couples. I've done shows where it's mixed. I've done you know. I actually haven't marketed myself to the gay community, but often at my shows, you are missing a trick. I'm thinking actually saying this because、uh, I always my packages package <laughs> my marketing package has always been something special for the ladies. But often at the shows,、um, I think you should yeah, open up are, your package to the gents. They, well, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> the other DJ in the room is、uh, rolling his eyes. You know, Mally's horrified. Mally、um, is just like, "What is happening?" Look, I want to talk to you about the magic. I'm、yeah. fascinated by magic. Oh, awesome! I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated slash freaked out. My former producer,、yeah. uh, Keenan Williams, is a, a magician. Oh, I know Keenan. Do you know yeah, Keenan? Yeah, not very well, but I do. Yeah. Know him. So he、uh, he used to produce the show for us, and、uh, and he's a, he's a magician, obviously.、Uh, and I'd always get him to do little tricks and bits, and I'd always ask him, "How did you do that?" And he would, I mean, he would rather see me dead <laughs> than tell me how he did. I mean, that, it's serious. The old yeah. Absolutely. What do you call it?、Uh, magic circle. Magic circle. Yeah. Well,、um, clandestine operation. Very. It's like、um, the Masons. Luke and Dagger. Yes.、Uh, so that was from my friend Paul, who's probably list- well, will be listening. Uh, and um, yeah. Uh, When did you get into magic? I was about twelve. Twelve,、mm. uh, going on thirteen,、uh, maybe going on forty at the time. And、uh, were I, you? Yeah. But you know, the thing is that I didn't. I wasn't a nerd. I certainly wasn't a jock, and I basically didn't fit into any mould at that time.、Mm. Um, and I've always kind of been different.、Uh, I don't know how to take that myself.、Um, and、um, magic sort of found me before you know before I became a, a professional actor, because you know as you know I'm a professional actor too. And that's what I love to combine. That's what I think makes the magic so powerful. Is do you use Acting abilities,、um, and it's、uh, a prerequisite. I would have thought, in in a certain respect, but I do bring more drama to it and more comedy to it due to my acting. Right,、um, and yeah, I got into magic at the age of twelve, and it was more stage magic, and then I got into the close-up stuff. So stuff you.、Um, Similar similar effects you might see David Blaine maybe do on TV or、uh, Dynamo, not all of them, but some of them, and.、Um, Yeah, the dexterity, the dexterity of the fingers, and were a deck of cards, coins, banknotes, everyday objects. But then, as I say,、uh, when I started the Hen Show, I then combined those magic in a different kind of setting, and then I invented a couple of things and created a couple of things. And then a friend of mine gave me a lot of ideas too,、mm. uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Gray. He was really good, and he sort of gave me this idea. I came up with the name. I came up, came up with other effects, and then slowly the show built over time. You know, the very first show I did was for a very 
I was actually bricking it. I was very worried. I, I had, the show was way too long. It was like an hour and 20 minutes, which is too long. And, um, it's never too long, is it? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm very weak. So, um, and I did this show and it was for of a group of about 60 Afrikaans old tunnies as they called mm. themselves and they're not the 60s old uh and they said it was a, it was a tea party and i arrived and i thought oh my god i am going to be way way out there i was very worried well let me tell you by the end of the show i was worried but they told me what they're going to do to me uh in no uncertain terms and they were they were drinking no alcohol they were drinking cups of tea or coffee lots of cake and uh they were so funny and so appreciative and uh darn right naughty um and yeah they were and i was like wow okay this means no matter how you know even conservative people from the outside it is true mm. you know, just dig behind the below the surface filth. and uh yeah filth absolute filth i love i love the way you say that <laughs> filth say that for me again no i will not <laughs> um I, I think i would is it the kind of thing because i don't i don't blush easily i don't embarrass easily i tire quite easily do you yeah well you um, haven't heard me then uh, it, it, are there points at which even <laughs> i would blush even sarah jane king would there would be a, a blush to the cheeks um do you know you're english so i don't think so mm. i know that was uh attempt at humor um it depends what what your um how Cause your, where think, your needle sits let me yeah let me tell you why because i since coming back to south africa my, i i think i've got a very i think i've i have got a very british sense of humor um and since coming back to south africa i have i think my humor has my the needle of my humor has has changed somewhat because mm. i think there's just something about a british sense of humor that actually unless you are british or have spent a great deal of time there not everyone's going to going to get correct uh necessarily um but when it comes to to the sort of the cheekiest stuff yeah or of what what my what my late dad would have called the blue stuff yeah um, <laughs> that's an old school term. how old school is that i know uh then then it's different and i just wonder um what what that what that line is right okay what the line is mm. well well i think that it's important to judge your audience properly first mm. because everyone is different but as a group you can you know Obviously, everyone has their own personality and they they have their own uh, morals and own ethics. Uh, but generally, we surround ourselves with a group of friends who often will take similar moral grounds. Yeah, Not true. always. Yeah. Um, I'm very wary of, of stereotypes, obviously. But uh, as a group, so you can judge the group accordingly. Mm. And if you can pick up body language, mm. comments, mm. whether someone whether you can push that envelope okay. or not and so i'll push it slightly but i'll pull back yeah uh, and then i was seen it's all tongue-in-cheek too yeah so it, it's tongue-in-cheek and that's why i get away with a lot but it depends as i say how far your needle is if you would blush or not and i do try and push that envelope and it's not just the tricks it's the banter it's the humor mm. and it's situational too mm. uh and if you start ribbing me i'm gonna rib you back okay uh 
I have to have the end, you know, but I, no, I, that's not true. I don't have to have, because sometimes if someone it, it gives a very funny comment, I'm going to let them have that. Are because you happy they deserve for the it. joke to be on you? Absolutely. Yeah. You have to, because I don't think that someone who is in is funny uh, can always think that they are, you know, they, they can't be, let me re-say this. I think that you have to laugh at yourself to mm. be funny. Mm. I think you have to, you, can't, you have to take yourself so seriously and then you have to laugh at yourself. Mm. If you don't, What's the point? Would you ever do stand-up? Have you ever done stand-up? I haven't. Um, I have thought about it, and many people have said to me, you should do stand-up, but I think that's a different beast. Um. Hmm. I don't know, and the reason I say that is because we, we have a lot of comedians that come in, uh, come into the show. I think d- doing stand-up must be one of the hardest jobs. For oh, me, it, it terrifies me. The thought of doing stand-up absolutely terrifies me. I consider myself to be a funny person and to have a good sense of humour. There's a big difference between That's... me thinking I'm funny and other people thinking she's she's watch her on a stage for two hours or yeah, you, half an hour you can have us and stitches and and laughter amongst your friends your colleagues in studio but when you are on that stage it's a different beast altogether and of course you are you are putting an entire set together mm. uh and you have to survive all sorts of things yes it's part of the training of doing stand-up work i'm sure uh but to be able to do stand-up comedy is very difficult because it is hard if people don't find you funny you die and can you come back from that i mean if it's your dream of course you will if it's your messier you will uh but it's not easy i don't think i went to uh to university in in greenwich and uh there's a little club in in greenwich in the uk called up the creek i don't oh. know if you know the, is uh, that on the right when you club. come up towards the uh, to the gate it's sort of it's it's sort of the midway between greenwich and deptford oh, okay and uh and it's this little little cup, uh, comedy club called called up the creek and it's where all the the big name comedy stars kind of got their big break and when i was at university um 185 years ago that was <laughs> where jimmy carr first did his and so every weekend we'd go and we'd get trolleyed and we'd go and sit and 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 basically heckle jimmy carr my word for like three hours of an oh evening yeah and and uh, looking back now i hate myself for it. what ridiculous <laughs> things you have done but you're 21 and you think yeah. you're the bee's knees and the dog's bollocks but uh, <laughs> that's what that's what we used to do uh and and i've since then Whenever I go to comedy clubs and I see people heckle, I'm so uncomfortable for the performer on stage. Even if they're dealing with it beautifully, I just think, oh, mm. this would be the worst thing. I, I can't bear it. Is there's who's that comedian? Uh, is, is it John Bishop? Oh, uh, Bishop. Is, is he Liverpudlian? Yes. Mm, John Bishop. Uh, uh, with the surname's definitely Bishop. I saw him. Um, I remember that club and on and on. No. <laughs> It's actually perfect for the saint. And on and on. Uh, and goes on and on and on. Uh, and that's not me just talking. Uh, I, I'm in Piccadilly, near the Trocadero. You go down, there's this huge club. It's like five floors. Uh, and then they, they, they changed the name to Tiger. Um, Tiger, Tiger. Tiger, Tiger. Yeah, okay, Tiger. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, in there, when I started, wasn't doing so well, they started having comedy nights on one of the floors. Mm. And that's when I first saw uh, Mr. Bishop. And he... Uh, he was pretty funny and then I saw the same set many years later and it obviously had refined it and he was very good. Mm. Anyway, he actually dealt with a huge heckler in one of the big stadiums uh, and someone was um, shouting out, uh, the, I don't know, they shouted out something and they, it was, uh, the audience went totally dead. He could have died 
But because he's got the experience, he came back up and he said, yeah, the, the audience are now, he passed some comments and he said, you've just shown yourself to be a right old twat, blah, 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 because the audience are right on my side. And you could hear them breathe the sigh of relief yeah. and laugh and then give him a standing ovation, almost a standing mm, ovation. Mm. And, they, and, he had, and he had then isolated that. You know what? After he isolated that heckler, he ne- no one, none of the lineup of comedians ever got heckled the rest of the night. Sure. Yeah. Because that person, that everyone else thought, shit, I better not ice there because the rest of the audience are now looking at me or the cameras are panning up. Yeah, and, and everyone... I'm a total knobend. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Great word. Thank you. As you said, as I looked at my microphone, holy shit, this is a knobend. <laughs> I, um, yeah, no, I, I think to have that command... Uh, of a stage and i th- and not just as as a comedian as as any performer yeah um so i mean i couldn't i couldn't do what you do not only uh, uh, i mean i'm bad at uh, i'm bad at, uh, at sleight of hand magic well that's because you're not a magician I- i'm not a magician not a sleight of hand artist let's put it that way no but you are you're obviously very good with people um i'm not really aren't you no genuinely not i we had uh, we <laughs> Just going completely off on one today, but we had uh, we had staff training today here at uh, here at Cape Talk. Or yeah. What do they? It's not what do they? They got team building. <laughs> oh, the cynic speaks. Yeah, <laughs> and it's actually my idea of hell. I I love what I do. I love that I get to do this, and I sit behind a microphone and I talk. But in terms of, I'm actually quite socially awkward. Um, and not only am I socially awkward, I'm also quite intolerant. I picked um, up on that. Yeah. So I... Uh, Which you know, made me feel a bit awkward. Did it make you feel <laughs> yeah, awkward? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I felt really bad for saying that story then. But, uh, well, but I mean, you dealt with it. You're yeah, still here. Course, you haven't run out of the studio no, crying, are you? Not. No, come on. <laughs> You're a big boy. I'm in my big boy pants. Yeah. My big girl pants. Actually. I thought there was going to be an innuendo after uh, that. But there wasn't. There wasn't. I set once. you up. For yeah, that, yeah. So yeah I'm so sorry. I let, I let you down. I never let you a woman down. You let yourself down and you yeah. let the class down. <laughs> I have. Um, Where's that blue pill? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I actually find I I don't think I could do. It's the same reason that I prefer radio to television. Okay. I like the sort of the anonymity. Oh right. Okay. Um, but like, is it Sia? The same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's your, your? It's uncanny. <laughs> very. We're very very similar Just actually. Sia and I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so as much as much as I do, I and I do, I love finding out about people. I'm fascinated by you. I, I'm absolutely. I think it's fascinating what you do and why you do it. Um, but, but you've I, got a great energy because when you your focus is like a laser. Uh, when so you, when, I've been told because you you. You point the finger and then you listen, whether it's good or bad. But your focus, there's a charm to it, too. It's very direct, but it's also charming. It's unnerving at times, but it is very, it's very direct and, and it is charming in a, in a different kind of sense. <laughs> in a different way. Yeah, but I, and I don't mean that patronizing. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, no, I don't take that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It's not, it's not, it actually is not a facetious remark. That, that was, that was uh, being genuine. There is a charm to it because there's, there comes the swamp underneath it, you know. I hope so. And I think, you know, uh, it, it, doing, doing the job that I do, and there are similarities, of course, between the job that you do and the job that I do. There mm. are. Oh, there are. Um, but I, I, I always say this. It's like, it's Marmite. Yeah. People, I am Marmite. And I, it's taken me a long time to realise that I'm Marmite. And it's taken me a long time to realise that that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot be all things to all people. Absolutely. Some people message me in on this show every day and they say, SJ, it's so great to hear you again. We love it. Some people say, who is this effing idiot? Yeah. And, and sometimes 
or, or it used to get me down and I think oh I go home and think oh they think I'm an effing idiot <laughs> uh, because, because you know I'm still a human I'm a person I've got you everyone know I'm quite a, I'm quite a sensitive person it's, it's a universal law everyone wants to be Ev- accepted everyone wants to be accepted and people at the end of the day want to be loved and they want to love 99.99% of the, of the world people do things because they either they want to or it's a result of hurt and it's a mask I totally agree. and at the end of the day it's justified because they've been hurt I totally in, agree. even the other person might not see it in their own in their own way they are hurting either they haven't shared why they are hurting or they've been affected by something else so it's a defense mechanism totally agree and it comes from a place of vulnerability defense anger frustration and so they lash out yeah um and that's why people do things like that. at the end of the day if you had to ask them why did you do that uh well because of this because you did this to me why because you are feeling insecure because mm. you felt hurt mm. so we, we all want acceptance we all want love and we want to give it even though we don't say that that's it's what true. we want it's a universal law yeah no I, I i totally i, I totally agree uh, and i think in in doing the the doing what it is that you do and doing what it is that i do and doing what it is that other people in a kind of perf- performance public whatever you want to call it i think there is there is always there's an assumption that we mm. are we're getting quite deep here aren't we, we? Are. but i still oh, think I it's fascinating oh there we go we, you brought it straight back I do, of course um do. I, I think that it, there is an assumption that people who kind of do the, the what we do um are all extroverts are all all love attention all you know and and that's just that's not true no, at all. That's not true at all. It's I've actually uh, I studied in New York uh, as an actor, um, and when I was there, I went to a private reading of Oedipus Rex, which is one of the oldest mm. plays in the world. Yeah, and um, it certainly wasn't done by realistic age castings. Uh, and I say that because there were famous, well-known um, actors who've been around for decades and mm. decades. And of course, uh, Pacino was playing. Um, Oedipus, no. and he was way too old for the role, uh, obviously. But it was a private reading, and um, it was at the Actors, um, well, not the Actors Centre, that's London, uh, the famous Actors, oh, the name escapes me, okay. but they're very famous, where, where the great studied in New York, uh, Actors Studio. And I managed to get one of the last tickets. There were only 50 tickets around for two nights. And uh, Diane Wiest was playing Jocasta, his uh, mother, I think that's right. Yeah. And um, they had a xylophone, they had a harpist, and then they had a cymbal player. And that was it. And then they all had bottles of Perrier water at the bottom. Um, they all had these high stools. And they had the scripts in front of them. It was beautifully put together. And uh, they would drink their water. They would say their lines. But they, you know, there was proper objectives. It was very emotional. It was brilliant. But it was a pri- it was a reading. And Pacino was out there. I mean, we all know Pacino. Mm. You know? Afterwards, we got to meet him. Uh, it wasn't a Q&A. We just got to meet him. And uh, from my drama school, there were obviously very beautiful girls. And they all wanted to pose with mm. Pacino. And I was, I was one of the very few guys. And we went to go have pictures taken with him very briefly. And even with all the women, he was not even flirty. I mean, he was very, very friendly. Of course, he smiled. He was like, oh my God, there's women all over me. Uh, not in that kind of sense. Uh, but he enjoyed the moment. But he was very unassuming. He wasn't a great I am. He was exceptionally quiet mm. and he was so painfully shy. Mm. And this is a man whose personality and whose energy yeah. goes to the back He's of the room. He's Scarface, exactly. for goodness sake. And so there's a long story. But the, the point is that there's this huge, huge persona. Yeah. And then when he's off stage, the cameras are not rolling. He's 
so not timid but he's very shy mm. and that go- i think a lot of people are like that i mean i i i am an extrovert but there are plenty of people who are uh, plenty of entertainers who are, are introverts mm. or maybe both but talk to me about acting is that something yeah. that you continue to do you would mm. like to do more of yeah yeah i mean uh, magic is my uh is my other profession i have two professions yeah a professional actor professional magician so as as you know uh unless you are a super famous actor you have to have lots of wear different caps to bring uh uh yeah. the jobs in you know yeah. to put food on the table so um magic is what i love and i do lots of it and i do well from it uh acting is my other love uh i do uh film tv obviously for abroad for uk for the us and i do voiceovers and uh i'm about to actually put a um a play up um at the alexander bar in september ah, okay yeah and uh great venue love that yeah venue. and so it's it's a play that we're just secure it looks like i've secured well i have secured the rights but we just arguing about price uh from america but it's great i mean it's it's going to go up and i'm very excited to be putting it up what's it called can uh, we talk about it um go on give us a title oh that would give you giving it away um can i say you have to say it because we can't have dead air you can't have dead air. You have to oh, keep all right, well, this, talking. Okay, I have to keep it. Oh, suddenly you saw I was like, oh, I'm in the spotlight. Do you actually say what yeah. the play is? Um, I'm putting a production of Doubt on. Should uh, I know what that is? Uh, Doubt a Parable. Okay. Uh, Meryl Streep won the Oscar for the film version. In she was a nun. Yes. There was a priest. Yes, I'm playing the priest. There was a bit of that going on. Well, we but, or was there? Well, we, exactly. That's why it's called Doubt. <laughs> a bit of that. that. Her fingers are up on there. Uh, feeling, darling, feeling. That's awful. Um, That's... <laughs> it was very bad. Uh, strikes out my bad comments, everyone. Uh, worse, actually. No, <laughs> Now I think she's same, same park. Uh, so. Same ballpark. Same, same grassy ballpark. park. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm very excited to be doing this play and, um, and it, it, you know, there's a reason for doing it. And so I'm very excited to be do- putting it on. So uh, as an actor, you, uh, you, you know, you do different projects as many as you can do. And that's my other love. I'm a trained actor. That's what I love. And I come, and then I take that art also into the magic too. That so, ass. Art. <laughs> so did I just not uh, enunciate? Enunciate. Put the lingua vela to hit the hard palate and to make it a, 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 a explosive and pronounce. No, it makes it aspirate the tea. Yes, aspirate the tea. Mm, absolutely. I Which like always that. happens after a pause, a vowel sound, or a diphthong. <laughs> excuse you. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Someone vibrating. Um, it's been great to have you in. I've enjoyed oh, it. A lot of girls tell me that. It's, oh dear. <laughs> Come on, I, that we, was that funny. Was, uh, it's, you're very difficult yeah, to make laugh. No, that was... I, I'm not, really. <laughs> Aren't you? No, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not okay. at all. I've just got a very... No. P- particular sense of humour. Very particular. Um... If you are just joining us and you're wondering who on earth is this in studio with SJK this morning, uh, the answer is Graham Bunce, who is otherwise known as the Saint. Uh, and uh, Graham initially came into us to talk. Uh, came in. <laughs> came into us. Came into studio. Oh dear. Uh, came into studio to talk about uh, his uh, his role or his uh, the stuff that he does, uh, which is being a naughty magician, essentially a musician, a musician, a, mag- a magician. A magician. I actually have a um. Uh, my I'm allowed to do the whole plug. Yes. So yes, yes do so. a plug. <laughs> I'm quite good at plugging it up. <laughs> so, Go. 
Uh, so uh, it's the, J- the Jakes and Nerd Hook, which is the new Jakes, which is very nice. Mm. And uh, <laughs> that's where we're starting the show. Yeah. So uh, it's Jakes Nerd Hook. Which have you been? Have you been to that one? No, I haven't. I've driven past. You've driven past it. It's actually a really nice Jakes. Uh, they have their. It's building. just as you come off Chapman's Peak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it holds a number of uh, patrons. I'm not sure the, the seat number, but it holds a lot of people. So what we're doing is we, we are running a um, a package deal, as it were. Mm. Uh, that is, uh, you basically get a welcome drink, um, a main course, and a nice cheeky dessert, and then you get my forty-five-minute naughty show uh, for ladies only, uh, or anyone else that wants to join. But generally, it's aimed at the female market. And uh, I think tickets are, are going to be two hundred and fifty rand through quicker. Okay, which I think is a pretty. I good think deal. that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then obviously the ladies will stay, will stay later. Uh, and it'll be on a Thursday night. And I think it goes up, the first show goes up on the 16th of August. It's 15th or the 16th, but it's the Thursday. Okay. So, uh, and that's the special that we're running. And that's going to be the first one. And we'll see how that, um, how well that does. But I think it will do very well because I've told a few, uh, female friends and they said, like, when can we get tickets? We've never yeah. seen your show. We really want to see it. So, yeah. And I think, uh, for the first show, we're only going to sell 40 tickets. So they will sell out very quickly. Tell us again. The 15th, let's just, let's double check that date. So it's the, uh, the Thursday. <clears throat> Let me uh, go to my uh, my calendar. Uh, so it's the 16th, which is a Thursday, the 16th, the 16th of yes. August at Jake's in uh, Nurduk. Um Time, do we have a time? Uh, yeah, we'll be looking at, uh, to start at 7 o'clock. Okay, and it's 250 rondellas from CompuTicket. It is indeed, yes. That's not no, no, from, uh, from oh, uh, Quicket. From Quicket, from yes. Quicket. So it should be up on their website in the next couple of days, and it should be launching on Quicket in the next two or three days. Well, it will be on your website. Uh, I need to actually post something on this. I will post something on there. The website, if you would like it, is uh, www.thesaint.coza. And the man in studio with me this morning is Graham Bunce. (laughs) (laughs) The Saint. A.K.A. The Saint. Yes. You know what would have been lovely, actually, is had I I known uh, that it was The Saint as in the Roger Moore, I would have put a lovely lovely bed underneath of the theme tune, because that's a classic theme tune. Oh, it is. I know. Oh, it is. Yeah. I know. You know, they try to remake The Saint, and it's not The Saint. Who, who, starring whom? Um, it was a <laughs> Netflix movie, and it's diabolical. Is it? That's yeah. always disappointing. And, and, and they've it? put budget into it, but you know, when something's got budget in it, but it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just lost its. Um, because Roger Moore was naturally a suave man. Yes. I mean, he was. No, he was. And even didn't have to try. I mean, he was very. I mean, he's a huge, this huge, tall, broad man. But, you know, and he didn't take himself seriously. And he was t- so tongue in cheek and the lines were so thrown away. And apparently on set, when he used to play Bond, he used to have the crew in stitches of laughter. I've had such a long day of training. Oh, bless you. I'm just. Can and you tell me? I mean, otherwise we're just carrying so on. So cynical. Was- so then, to, uh, to wrap up, Graham Bunce, a.k.a. The Saint, uh, thesaint.coza to find out more about his naughty magic. And uh, don't forget, you can find out more uh, on his website, of course, and go to Quick Ticket. Is that what it's called? Quick. Quicket. 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 Uh, to find out more about the event at Jake's in Nurdek on the 16th of August. Graham, thank you for coming in to see us. Thank you so much. It's been.